Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink listeners did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year and if that's not bad enough most cleaning formulas are 90 percent water which is heavy to ship leading to excessive carbon emissions plus those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia that's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet nobody's trying to have that enter blue land blue land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refill start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. That's right. Monday edition. Monday edition. Countdown to the last damn day of school. I know. My kids are done Thursday of this week. Can you believe it? Oh, we have more days. We have 10 days left at from right now. And, you know, it's kind of funny because 
you don't do like kindergarten graduation and sixth grade graduation and all that stuff, right? I mean, we never did that in California. No. They do all of that here. And then it's like a big hoopla. Like you have a graduation ceremony like every couple years. It's it's kind of bananas, but it kind of makes sense because of those whole mom thing. You know, they're like over the top with everything. Yeah, you guys are extra. Yeah. Yeah, definitely extra. Yeah. Well, I'm just excited. I want it to warm up and I just want to sit my ass on the beach. It is so nice that my kids are big enough that they can just go swim like by themselves. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you. So my girlfriend, she wanted to go to the water park. One of them wants to go to the little water park here. And my other one, who still has two little kids, is like, yeah, not going to do it because it's too much stress when you have two little, little ones running around, you know, on, and we get done on Memorial Weekend. So she was like, no way, not doing it on a Memorial Weekend. Can't do it. I can't blame her. I don't you blame know, her either. I, I did so many things. You know, we went camping when all our kids were so little and we did so many things. And I remember just getting in the car and being like, ah, this is the most relaxed I've been all weekend. Yeah. Like, why like, you really do we do should that to don't even, Don't even, don't, don't even just bother. Don't. Just don't. <laughs> Until they're like four. Then they're like kind of rational. Depending on the child. But yeah, I think four, five. Five is a good age, I think, where they all, I think kindergarten does it, right? It's like. Well, I'm kind of, I kind of lucked out in the fact that my husband always wants to be in the water with my kids. So I always kind of had that going for me. Yes, 100%. I do not want to be in the water all the time unless it's warm enough that the water feels warm and I am not cold at all. Yeah. Well, hopefully it'll be like that when you come down this summer. Okay, so we went to the beach and we went to the beach all day. And normally there is a snack bar open at the beach that we go to, but it's not open yet for right now. So I had stopped at the Rite Aid and got myself a little beach chair and I saw a package of Nutter Butters. You did not buy them. Yeah, I did. I haven't bought the, thank God I did because I didn't really pack any other snacks. I thought I was being like fun mom, like get a beach snack, something we would never eat. We were at the beach from like 11 o'clock in the morning till seven o'clock at night. Like we, all we had was the Nutter Butters. <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> and maybe a little tequila, but um, yeah, so it was delicious. And then that got me to thinking I've been buying some clothes lately and disappointed in what I receive. And I think I have to start asking myself, do I want that outfit or that body? It's the body. It's the body. I want that body because the clothes look nothing like that on me. That's right. Send them all back. Yeah. So it's the same with hair. And my hairstylist said this to me, Gary, you know, our our friend Gary, who used to do my hair. He goes, do you want to look like that girl or do you really want that hair? And I'm like, you're right. I want to look like that girl. Right. <laughs> He's like, because that hairstyle is not going to look like that on you. I'm yeah. like, good point. Thank you yeah. for being honest. But yes, I think that happens a lot. Even with, you know, you look at those bathing suits on those bathing suits models and you're like, oh, I want that suit. That's so cute. And you're like, 
actually, it's cute on her. I have no business buying anything until I quit taking Nutter Butters to the beach. (laughs) Yeah. I just tried the best thing ever. It's called like Skinny Licious Almonds or something like that. And they are so good. They're like these almonds dipped in, I don't know, lemony yogurt. Anybody tries them. I would eat too many of them and they wouldn't be skinny anymore. (laughs) Everyone's always like all those models are like, I had five almonds and four strawberries as a midday snack. Like, what kind of snack is that? Oh, when you read those articles. That's a bite. (laughs) I don't even believe it. I feel like they figure out what makes whatever 1200 calories and they divvy it up. Like I have a, a salmon salad for lunch. I'm like, who the F has time to make a salmon salad? Salmon salad. Come on. Yeah. I don't think so. Uh-uh. Anyways, uh, are you ready to get into the case? Yeah, I I'll am. tell you, this lady, she probably had time for a salmon salad because she spent a lot of time at the country club and they probably made it for her. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyways, let's get to it. Okay. Alrighty. This week's episode comes from a listener out of Mississippi, who also happens to be the grandmother of Colton's friend, Jack. Her name is Mary Mitchell. So thank you very much, Mary. Thanks, Mary. I have only known Mary a very short time, but let me tell you, Gretchy, she loves true crime as much as you and I do. So... She does. Does she listen to the podcast? I feel bad hearing she, that a grandma listens. She, I know. I, so, Sorry for all those times I said, Mary. I know. So, <laughs> for, by the way, when her daughter, Lindsay, who is one of my favorite people in Texas, uh, got her mom listening to us, I was like, I am so embarrassed. I'm so <gasps> sorry. I cuss and you're so sweet and nice and you come and watch your grandson and I feel real bad Yeah, about all those times. But I promise you, I don't cuss in front of your grandchild or my child. So we're all good. Yeah. But Mary actually lives in Mississippi. So she comes out here on, you know, trips to see her grandchildren, which is often. I like that. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, I also have to say, because, you know, I love Mississippi. I have never been there, but I love to say it as am I cricket letter, cricket letter, I cricket letter, cricket letter, I humpback, humpback, I. Yeah. You do like to say that. I love it. I love it (laughs) because that's from my grandma, Margie, Mm -hmm. my great grandma, actually. So I don't know if you know this, but they came from Arkansas. Okay. And got to be close to Mississippi because I feel like the accents are the same and people say like I'm washing my clothes. My grandparents still say that. Well, it is close. Have you seen a map? I have seen a map (laughs) once in my day. Okay. Now I even use MapQuest once in a while back in like 1999. But these days I just use Apple Maps, which is also a map on the phone. But Anyways, that's a Southern thing. Mm-hmm. Not maps, but, you know, the twang. Mm-hmm. I am taking you, Gretch, back to the 70s, 1974 to be exact, which I think is when people started liking the Rolling Stones and Blondie and Fleetwood Mac. 
And I love all those bands. Yeah. Part of me feels like I would be real fun as a teenager in the 70s. Yeah. You know, I was fascinated. I So when I was just out in Texas, Tab and Sean, the husband, had, you know, they picked me up from the airport and were driving in the car and they were listening to the 80s station, like on purpose. And they like liked the songs. <laughs> <laughs> yes oh my god I love them <laughs> and I was like thinking in my head like oh am I at a doctor's office nope that's their jam oh my husband no my husband really oh my god he loves he loves like 80s love songs I am more like 80s rock and yeah that kind of thing let me tell you I didn't even tell you this this is airing Monday and tonight Monday night I am going to see New Kids on the Block. You are? I am. And guess who they're playing with? Salt and Pepper and En <gasps> Vogue. I would go see that. I could skip the New Kids on the Block, but I would love to see En Vogue and Salt and Pepper. Yes. Oh my gosh. So talk uh, about 80s, okay? Yeah. Okay. But I'm talking about 70s. Okay. Uh, more like the Dazed and Confused era. I okay. don't think that Mississippi would be like Dazed and Confused because I think. I talked to Mary a little bit and she said, you know, it's the Bible Belt. And so things were a little delayed getting into Mississippi. And they really didn't even have concerts, she said, because it was not people stopping ground until more into the 80s and 90s. Okay. But I'm not talking about a teenager here in the 70s. I am talking about a mom of three, much like we are, Gretchy. This mom was 37 years old, and her name was Harriet Robinson. Harriet was a real disco biscuit. She was married to a prominent businessman in the town named John Robinson, and John and Harriet had three kiddos, two girls and a boy, in which one of each of her kids was named after themselves. So they had John and Harriet Jr. Why would you want to repeat of the Harriet? I know, right? I was trying to think, like, what do you call short Harriet? Harry. You don't call her Harry. <laughs> that would be awful. That's what I'd call her. Etta? Eddie? I don't know. Yet? Maybe, maybe Edie. Edie? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I knew an old lady named Edie. That's got to be short for something. Oh, maybe that was it. They also had a Margaret. Harriet was also a school teacher. But you know what Harriet really liked to do? What? I'm going to let you guess. Gamble? Oh, that's a good guess because she liked to, we, Harriet and I had something real in common. So I'll give you one more guess. That's the only thing fun you like to do. Drink? <laughs> no. <laughs> Harriet loved to play tennis. Oh, shoot. Okay. Come on. You should have got that. I thought you would get that in a second. Mm -mm. So her and her husband were members at the Jackson Country Club where Harriet loved to play tennis and socialize. I'm sure her kids loved it, too. It seemed to be a great place to bring your family for golf, tennis. You know, they had food service, the whole package of country clubs. This country club, I heard, was the bee's knees of country clubs, too. You know, where the high society rich people went. Um, Jackson Country Club, like others I have known, have also real cute college kids working during the summers. 
and the summer of 1974 was no different. There was a college student named John Alexander coaching the kids in swim that summer. John had actually previously been a member under his parents' account, but as of recent, his parents needed to sell their membership. John's dad, also a prominent businessman in town, and his mom, a teacher as well. Uh, But John's dad had fell onto some hard times. And, you know, when people fall in hard financial times, they sometimes have it hard on their marriage. So I would say John's parents were rocky at best. Okay. John was a student at Vanderbilt, which is an amazing school. That's what I hear. That's what I hear, too. Didn't make it there. And he was home for the summer, and he wanted to earn some cash, so he got himself a job at the country club. While Harriet was playing tennis, she kept her eye on John, and John could not seem to resist her tennis skirt. And these two started having an affair. Okay, wait, what's the age difference? Yeah, 19-year-old John and 30, I think she was 36 at the time, uh, Harriet. Okay. It's quite a big age difference. Yeah. And not only age difference, it's quite a big lives outside of the country club difference, right? She's a mama three. What does she have in common with a 19-year-old? Dick. Dick. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and um, yeah, you know what I say is like, I don't think it matters if it's a man or a woman or a woman and a boy. If they're not 21, if they can't go get a drink, it's not sexy at I- all. I have to agree. And we have gotten in, not in trouble, but people have brought it to our attention that we say stuff like that. But I don't care if it's either way, right? A 19 year old. I don't care if it's either way. These kids in college in Texas, especially, are graduating at 19 and 20. I see them right now because they're having graduate parties and all the stuff all over the place. They are kids. Oh, yeah. I belong to a pool where we've got lots of the little 19 year old lifeguards, you know, walking around. And they are, I see the girls that work there kind of throwing themselves at them. <laughs> yes. And, I mean, they are children. Do you see the Orange County moms throwing themselves at them too? No. Are you sure? I, I don't do. see that. No, they're all uh, showing off for each other is what I see. I bet you there is some shenanigans going on that you don't know about. Well, I would love to find out. And then I do a story about it. I like <laughs> right? kicked out of the pool, though. <laughs> That would go on our Patreon account. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you can follow us there on patreon.com forward slash Housewives of True Crime. That's where the juice comes in because, you know, it's a little more exclusive over there. So anyways, isn't it funny also that her name is Mrs. Robinson? Like yeah. the song? Mm-hmm. All right. So, you know, I think that they had a lot of fun together for the summer. These two really made it work. They even took a trip to Florida together. I'm not sure how she pulled that off, but she did. And even when John had to go back to school when the summer was over, Harriet would still call him and write him steamy love letters. Well, it was so much easier then because nobody had like cell phones. Nobody's like looking at what phone numbers were dialed. 
on the phone bill, you know? I think you might, like, maybe you still had to call the operator. Excuse me, operator, can you call oh, yeah. John Alexander at Vanderbilt? They're like, mm-hmm. um, excuse me, Mrs. Robinson, uh, what are you doing calling a college kid? But anyways, back to the problem, actually. The problem is, is with hot, steamy affairs, uh, what often happens is the spouse finds out. Because like you said, Gretchy, things should not go in writing. Oh, yeah. She wrote him a letter? She wrote him lots of letters. Love letters. And they saved him. How stupid. Well, I don't know exactly how he found out about the affair, but I do know he did find out about the affair. And when people find out about affairs, usually it doesn't work out very well. No. So John Robinson found out that his wife was cheating on him with someone that basically could be like their son. He immediately told Harriet to cut John Alexander off. And she did. I'm sure she thought about it, her family and how stupid it was to risk it all. Her kids were young. They were, I think, like four, nine and 12 or four, nine and 13, somewhere around there. John Robinson also called up John Alexander and had a few words of his own to say to him. I'm sure some were threatening in nature, but I don't really blame John Robinson. I would only imagine what Sean would say to Justin Bieber if that had to happen. Happen. Or vice versa. Or we would say, yeah, if we found a young lady was messing. Yes. Or she shouldn't be a messing. What Gretchen would say is she was cut a bitch. I would cut a bitch. You know what I just did? (laughs) This might make me sound real psycho. My husband came home from the place where he gets his hair cut with tea tree oil shampoo. Right. I remember this. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, nope, don't like that. Because he uses the Trader Joe shampoo that I buy. That's what we use. Okay, except I use Olaplex, but, you know, like whatever. I know how that works. He's getting a little too friendly with the hair girl, right? (laughs) Yes, that's what you think. (laughs) That's what I think. So this weekend he went to go get a haircut and he took my son and I was like, oh, no, no, find a new location. And then I checked the credit card to make sure he went to that other location and And didn't go. Yeah, he did. He knows what's good for him. Good. Good for Jeremiah. I'm glad. (laughs) All right. So, you know, John Robinson calls John Alexander and John Alexander is 19. So you can only only imagine his maturity at this point is that of a 19 year old. And he doesn't get that understanding, breaking up a marriage and a family. And all he's thinking about is himself because that's what boys at 19 do. He became severely depressed over this breakup. So depressed that he even went to the school psychologist, which I think is pretty amazing considering it being in the mid 70s. Yeah. Nowadays, we welcome mental health and getting help, which is amazing because we all really need to be aware This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. 
You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language, so I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay the our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership that's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today but john alexander's mental health couldn't get a grip and he eventually dropped out of college that year I know the breakup with Harriet played a big role, but I'm sure his parents' divorce also played a major role in his mental health and leaving college. I know that when my mom and stepdad got divorced, I was a freshman in college and it really had effect on my schooling. So probably had an effect on John's schooling also. Isn't that funny? I mean, everybody seems to wait until their kids are like off at school. Yes. But, but then it still, it still sucks. It still sucks. I know people that have their, you know, their parents get divorced when they have children and now they have grandparents that are getting divorced and that sucks also because then what do you do? Now you're like, now you have to go to grandpa's house and then you got to go to grandma's house and they're like, what the heck? Yeah. So yeah, it sucks. Whatever way it is sucks. So once back home now, it's 1975 John was living with his mom and needed to find a job. So naturally, he went back to the country club to get his swim coach job back. When John Robinson got wind of this, he was like, hell no, is this little punk ass coming back here to work at this country club that I pay, you know, thousands of dollars at? Yeah. Or maybe hundreds back then. I don't know. Um, and so 
John got a petition together and had a bunch of members sign it stating that John Alexander was incompetent to work at the country club as a swim coach with children. And the first person that he had sign it was Harriet. Well, that's kind of funny because weren't all the other people like, well, really? What gives? I mean, I mean, I would think he wouldn't want to go to them and say, like, well, he boned my wife. No, he didn't say that. But somehow, I don't know what kind of story he made up, but who knows? Like, you can make up a story about how he wasn't watching his daughter swim or something and she almost drowned. I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, he somehow okay. got convinced all these people that John was not fit to be the swim coach and they all went along with it. I don't know. He probably had some, like, high position and everybody want to be his friend or something. You can get people to do whatever. Mm. And they did. Right. So guess what? He did not get the job. So John Alexander moved on to another country club called River Hills, where he applied for a swim coach. Although the Robinsons were not members here, they still knew a lot of people and they knew some people on the board and put a kibosh on his appointment there. Oh, that's extra. I also think that's extra. I think that you don't do that. Like, if you're not even a member, your wife's not there, let him go somewhere else. I don't think I would even do that to a bitch that, you know, cheated on my husband, whatever. (laughs) The only thing I can think of. I don't want her working at my pool, but she could go work at another one. I don't care. (laughs) I, I almost, yeah, I don't know. I... I know playing tennis, I go to a bunch of different places to play. So maybe that was one of Harriet's stops. And he was like, nope, not going to do it. But maybe. okay, I don't know. You can imagine that this made John Alexander pretty annoyed as it would me also, like we just said. So he took some of those love letters that Harriet had written him and he copied them. Or at the time it was called Xeroxing. Uh Uh-huh. And he mailed them to the members of the club and the board members to basically say, I'm not incompetent. The reason you are getting these petitions is merely because one of your married members and I were having chitty chitty bang bang. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I kind of get where he's coming from. Yeah. And now you can imagine how Mr. Robinson feels about those letters. Humiliated, angry, hope he doesn't own a gun. Right? Mm -hmm. The scandal has got to be pretty fierce, especially around those parts. Yeah. I'm sure that John Robinson was humiliated. So John Robinson decided to sue Alexander, John Alexander, for damages, which I'm assuming is like defamation. Yeah. Yeah. And as we know, John Alexander doesn't have any money and neither do his parents because one, he can't find a damn job and his parents just got divorced over money problems. So John Alexander is feeling pretty screwed. Well, that's pretty interesting because, I mean, what he did was copy letters that the wife wrote. I mean, it's not like he made it up. Well, that's true. So he probably would have won. I would think he would win. Yeah. Yeah, I actually don't think he won. I think he lost. But, you know, it's I when I was talking to Mary and Mary's husband about 
just Jackson, even though it's the capital, it's still small town and it's, you know. Oh, I can see that. So putting yourself in Mississippi in the 70s, they don't appreciate someone putting something on blast as, you know, unsavory as an extramarital affair. Right. So they want to shut his ass up. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So John Alexander eventually does get a job at YMCA as a swim coach, and he's at least making a bit of money. He but, really had a passion for swimming. I think I just like switched to like waiting tables or something. Seriously. More money. Yeah. I know. Maybe he thought that's the only thing he was good at, being lifeguard or something. I don't know. But the money that you make at YMCA is not going to get him through this crazy lawsuit. So he got another job doing construction by September of that year, which is still now 1975. John seemed to have moved on from Harriet by this point, as friends say that he was acting pretty normal, attending parties and being, you know, a 20 year old dude. His mom said he was still very scared of Mr. Robinson. So he bought himself a gun. But under Mississippi law, he should not have been able to buy a gun because he was still just 20 years old. And in 1975, you had to be at least 21 to purchase a gun. Okay. John lied on his application. And when the dealer looked at the ID, he didn't realize the year date was different, which is, by the way, what we were just talking about the other day with your ID and my ID, where people don't look at it, it, but they don't check it. Yeah. Yeah. And I had such a I had a problem with my ID going through the airport the other day. My ticket said my name. My ID, they have this new system where you just like they run your ID. They don't even look at your ticket anymore. And my my ID would not go through. Oh, yeah. It was like I'm, I was a fraud. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, technology doesn't work. So unfortunately, that ID situation went through and John got a gun. And on October 4th, 1975, John decided to use it. He woke up early on October 4th, and I'm talking John Alexander, not John the husband, okay? Okay. The night before, the night before October 4th, so on October 3rd, he went to a party at a friend's house. He left the party early, but returned around 11 o'clock at night saying he couldn't sleep. Then he skateboarded around with some of the guys and then decided to go home. John woke up and went to play tennis with a friend on October 4th at a park called Battlefield Park in Jackson. He came home right after playing around 11 o'clock and asked his mom for a checkbook as he wanted to go buy a new racket. I can only imagine John probably lost his match because that's when I want a new racket also. I want to blame it on that. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know because it doesn't say, but I'm thinking that John's mom might have told him she doesn't have enough money for a new racket because his next move was he drove straight to another tennis place called Parham Bridges Tennis Courts. And this is where Harriet had just finished playing a tennis match with her friend Betty. As Betty and Harriet were walking away from their match, John walked real diligently towards the women and once close to Harriet 
he pulled out his gun and shot the side of her head. Oh, Harriet. I did not see that coming. I know you thought it was the husband, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, me too. I would have thought the husband had more reason to commit a murder than this 19-year-old boy that could move on with his life. Yeah. Harriet immediately fell to the ground where he then stood over her and shot seven more shots into her head and neck. Oh, shit. So beautiful Harriet. And she was a beauty. She lay dead in front of everyone in the middle of the day. And John just walked away. People were frantic. And from one report, I read that her kids were in the park next door playing. Oh, God which is absolutely devastating. I mean, I would hope the older ones were at school and maybe it was just the littlest one. People tried to help, but there was absolutely nothing that could be done. John Peyton Alexander killed Harriet Robinson in broad daylight, cold-blooded revenge murder. John then went straight home and told his mom exactly what he did with no remorse in his demeanor. His mom said, John, you need to call the police and tell them what you've done. So he did. John was arrested for murder of Harriet Virginia Metz Robinson, and he pled not guilty by reason of insanity. Okay, let me just say, side note, Mama, you need to call a lawyer and have the lawyer call the police. (laughs) Just saying. Yeah. Could you imagine? She's probably like, what? You said you were going to buy a tennis racket. Oh, that's a good mama. Turn yourself in. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good mama. Yes. I I mean, I just can't even imagine. But she did know he had a gun because she said he slept with it because he was so scared of John Robinson because he had threatened him. That's why I'm surprised he didn't shoot him. Yeah, that probably would have been a better idea. It's not a good idea. I mean, all all of it is a bad idea. But when I tell you the rest of the story, because John Robinson ends up dying not too long later anyway. So I just... I feel like Harriet could have had a nice life and raise her children. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. So he says that he's insane and he didn't know what he was doing and he doesn't know right from wrong. And that's why he shot and killed her. They claim that John basically became insane after his parents' divorce and his breakup with Harriet and the threats from Mr. Robinson. John contemplated suicide, which was backed up by a lot of friends. A lot of people said that He did talk about suicide a lot. They also said that he obsessed over Harriet leading up to the murder. During the trial, the defense brought in a doctor to discuss John's mental health. And they made a big error. The doctor started discussing a letter that was turned over to him from John while he was in jail. Well, this piece of evidence was never given to the prosecution And when the prosecution found out, they basically said, we need to see that letter also. That's evidence. And John's attorney said, no, it's attorney-client privilege. And they said, actually, when you decided to give it to the doctor, it's it's no longer attorney-client privilege. So those letters ended up being turned over to the prosecution, and they were damning. Basically, he says he hated Harriet and knew exactly what he was doing when he shot her. He said that when he lost the job at the country club, he was either going to get it back or Harriet was going to be dead. Listen, because those 19-year-olds, you know, they don't have their whole 
frontal cerebral <laughs> shit develop. Yeah. Right. They're crazy. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. I think in no way was he insane. He was distraught and probably hurting really bad inside for sure, but he knew exactly what he was doing. Right. John was sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole. And when he was in prison, he was diagnosed schizophrenic and placed on medication. And then, Gretchy, in 1984, John was actually paroled. Really? When his mother begged for his release and promised to make sure he took his meds. Well, that taking the meds thing didn't last long because it seems like by 1986, John was off his meds and acting a fool. He was threatening his own sister and talking about things that were not really happening. And when he started quoting the date Harriet was murdered and telling his sister God's judgment is coming for her, she filed a simple assault complaint against John, and that was enough to revoke his parole. Okay, good. His own sister testified against him, saying that he was a danger to society, and Harriet's son, John Robinson Jr., also testified that John Alexander should remain in prison for life, and that is where he sits today. As for Harriet's family, there is more tragedy. Her daughter, named Margaret, who was the youngest. She died in 1984 while on vacation in Tennessee, and she was only 13 at the time. I found her obituary, and it lists somebody else as her mother, which I think might have been John Robinson's second wife. I think he may have gotten remarried, but I can't, I can't be sure of that. But I think she also was on vacation with like a friend or something. And then John, her husband, died in 1983, actually a year before Margaret. And I could not find out how, but he was in his early 50s. So I don't know, maybe a heart attack or something. Yeah. Strange. Her other two kids, John Robinson III, he is an attorney in Jackson. Go figure. Right. And Harriet Jr., I could not find anything out about her. Maybe she goes by something else other than Harriet. I can only imagine. Yeah. And I hope she took after her mother and is on the tennis court and playing her heart out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is this kind of the same old story that we always say, don't cheat. I know. Usually we're talking about it with a, a male. But uh, it goes both ways, ladies. Don't cheat. Not always. Remember, we had that lady that held her Sancho in the in her closet. Oh, closet Sancho. Yeah. Don't cheat. <laughs> Don't. It goes every which way. Listen, if you're cheating right now, maybe it's a good time to break it off break or it get off, divorced. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like you got to choose. Right. Because your spouse is most likely. Which, it makes it, they go crazy. They go crazy. Look at me. I got a little crazy over the tea tree shampoo. <laughs> oh my God. So, I mean, you never know. Oh, we, listen, my husband took a picture one time with a group of people and I was. I remember and, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is not happening right now. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I just think that. It is not a good idea. 
So don't do it as much as you want to. Just don't. Yeah. I do really appreciate the part of his sister, though. I mean, testifying against him and getting his parole revoked because that is scary AF. She did not, from this newspaper article that I read, um, she did not like him. And she, well, maybe I can't say she didn't like him. She did not seem to think he was safe in society. And she visited him in jail often. So I think she knew. I think she had a fear that he would murder again. Yeah. If triggered, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Really, she probably did her mother a favor because probably the mom is never going to turn him in again. Yeah, no way. But if he's dangerous, you can't keep him. He's also tried to come up for parole and do these things. I mean, he's constantly trying to get out of prison. But it looks like from what I've read, all these different court documents, they're not going to let him out. He's going to die in prison. Yeah. Well, you know, I drove through Mississippi. I drove from like the bayou in New Orleans mm-hmm. all and you got it. And I was going to Graceland. I went to Graceland by myself oh, with, that's, my, do- that's with right. my dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was my husband was working over there in Louisiana at the time. And so I, you know, you got to do a straight shot from Mississippi to get up to Tennessee. It was very green. A lot of brick buildings. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. You know, my friend, she told me, I think Mary, uh, my friend Lindsay told me, I think Mary lives in Mississippi still, but maybe close to Memphis. Yeah. I mean, is that right? Memphis is in Tennessee, obviously. Yes, I but know. Yeah, so, yeah. But they're adjacent. Yeah. Okay. So I think she's up there and not in Jackson anymore. She said she lived in Jackson in her 20s, which it's like, you know, that's when it happened because she was about the same age as John Alexander. They did have a friend that went to that country club and knew, knew the, knew the people there. Mm. But I can only, and then I asked him, like, did you hear about it? But, you know, things back then, he said, you just read it in the newspaper. So it wasn't like today we would hear a lot about it. Yeah. Because it would continue to circulate on social media. That's right. You'd be inundated with it. But not then. No. Here today, gone tomorrow. Moving on up. Yeah. Or out or somewhere. That is the case. I wasn't actually going to do that one. I was going to do one from Mel. So I'm sorry. I kind of said that last week, but I'm getting to that one. I promise that one is coming. I just, you know, all these cases are dark, but I wanted to do one that was old and dark and not newer and dark. (laughs) I don't know. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Anyways, are we all, or is that a wapadoo? I think that's a wapadoo. Okay. Um, you guys, please follow us on Housewives of True Crime Group. We've gotten a lot of new members. So welcome to the group. If you guys are newly members, please contribute if you would like, or just, you know, sit in the sidelines. I do that sometimes in groups. Also, we are on Instagram. We also have a Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. If you want to support us there, we give you one bonus episode a week, which is just chit chat. And then once a month we do a crime and Gretchen just did a crime last week that you guys might want to hear. I mean, it's, it's a light crime. So don't, 
you know, it's not a heavy one this last this last month, so you might like it a lot. And what else, Scratch? Oh, if you haven't given us a review or a rating on Apple or wherever you guys can review, wherever you listen, please do that. That really helps us. It helps our ag- algorithm. You know how those things are so crazy. So uh, we appreciate it. And until Thursday, if you're on Patreon or Monday of next week, see you then. Clank, 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 clank.